of a Rocket Man one that I was going to watch because it just seemed like it actually fun. <laughs> Um, but, uh, hi everyone. This is, uh, welcome to our first episode of monkey movies, uh, where we watch and discuss movies starring our animal kingdom cousins. I'm talking primates. I'm talking capuchins, uh, chimps, orangutans. Uh, and, uh, here with me, I'm, uh, Ian Oldman here with me is Jay Jones. Yo, yo. And, uh, Mr. Christopher Neely. Hey, happy to be here, especially tonight. Yeah, 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 it's great. It's it's great to see you guys again. It's great to hear from y'all. Yeah. yeah. So for our first, so I think in our last episode we talked about potentially doing this series of monkey movies, and I'm so glad we did. Uh, really gave me something to do a lot over this past week. <laughs> but our, for our first episode, we went with a suggestion that Jay had. Uh, it's a it's a little vehicle called Monkey Trouble from 1994. Uh, so, and it sounds like uh, before we get too far into it, Jay, it sounds like you actually had uh some uh like you watch this when you were a kid is that right yeah my sister and i watched it quite often as as a as a youth growing up well i mean it was one that we must have had it on vhs we had a stack of vhs you know what i mean oh we yeah throw those in as well as dunstan checks in but yeah monkey trouble was a good one the music stuck with me for sure as soon as i like heard that music and like the venice boardwalk or whatever it is it brought back parts of my childhood and we we get into the Harvey Keitel thing or whatever, but I had no idea who that was when I was growing up, or however you say his last this, name. This came out, so Harvey Keitel plays this mean gypsy in this movie. He's like the villain. But this came out the same year as Pulp Fiction, which is like one of his like greatest roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of we'll, we'll we'll get into we'll get into sort of the the casting and uh, <laughs> and, and Harvey Keitel in a, in a little bit. But first, I just want to, I have not been trying to look into these monkey movies at all so I can go in with a completely clear mind. I don't think I've seen any of them. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen MVP, Dunstan Checks In, any of them. So this okay. one, I just went off the, the, the title Monkey Trouble, and here's what I thought Monkey Trouble could have been. And <laughs> I thought it would be sort of like a, like a classic mix-em-up similar to like uh, El Mariachi or, or Burn After Reading, sort of that, that whole thing of somebody putting something down. So my idea was that it was this monkey maybe going to a morning commute, maybe working on a morning commute, like in a subway <laughs> or in a bus, and he puts his suitcase down, and he's sitting next to like a Soviet spy. So this is set in like the late 70s, mid-70s, really the height of like the spike races. And, uh, and he sits his uh, suitcase down. And when he go, goes to get off, he picks up the wrong suitcase and he gets off the bus and he goes to work completely unaware that he's carrying around one to say five liters of nerve agent in this, uh, in this suitcase with him. And then like the Soviet agent learns, like gets back and it goes to kill this target. And he's like, hold on. There is a, this is just documents. These are just like shitty documents. And, And so the entire film is like the KGB trying to get this monkey. That's just like an accountant somewhere. And, you know, he, Mr. Magoo's his way out of every, out of everything. Uh, you know, like maybe he goes to tell the cops, but the cops are in on it with them too. And so, but they actually like cast, like, I, I think it'd be cool if we cast, uh, like a real personality 
and one of the cop characters, like, this is from 1994, so we could have cast, like, Queen Latifah as, like, a real jazzy cop with a lot of personality who's, like, into shit with the monkey, too. Um, yeah. But I guess this is just my, my long-winded way to get around of saying, uh, about eight minutes into this movie, I learned this was not the movie that I was watching, right? <laughs> yeah. We, I think we you should write out. that movie. Yeah, we yeah, should well, reach I... out for a Monkey Trouble too, and like it's it's narrow casting to the same audience that it was in '94, who's now like millennials that are 30 and would love to watch a monkey running around a subway with a briefcase full of nerve agent. Like, oh well, I had an idea for a way that they could have opened the the, the door for a monkey movie too, as well, and they completely re- like did it. Oh my god, we'll get to this. I was this movie upset me. I couldn't go to sleep after this movie. I'm not gonna lie. I was up thinking about this movie for Yeah, you you texted me and said I can't stop thinking about how backwards this movie is. And and Oh my god, yeah. See, I still see it as a child a childhood wholesome movie. I want to hear where you're coming from with this backwards comment. Okay, so first off, let's go through let's give a quick synopsis of what this movie is. So again, this film was fun uh this was made in nineteen ninety-four. Chris, uh, Chris and G, you actually both just watched it. You probably have the most fresh memory of it. So, why don't, uh, Chris, why don't you start us off? Walk us down um, sort of the, the opening scene and, uh, and plot. Yeah, well, you know, they, uh, the movie starts out, you know, the, the main character is a monkey, but, you know, the human main character is this little girl who, like, really wants a dog. And uh, she's living with her stepdad and her mom. And, what looks like San Francisco, but I think it's supposed to be like a suburb of LA. It's um, LA. It's it, it is it's, it's Los Angeles because the opening like scene Beach, they're at, right? they're at Venice Beach, yeah, with, yeah. with all the uh, like all, with all the muscle people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, this girl really wants a dog. She's you know her stepdad's allergic, and uh, her mom doesn't think that she can you know take care of a dog. She's I think she's got to be like eight years old, maybe. Um, oh, that's exactly no. what I thought. That's what I, I wrote like, eight or nine. 10, 11, 10, 11, 12. She's pretty. 10, 11, 12. Yeah, you think so? I mean, they're, yeah, she's able to walk around and speak really well. And an eight year old's an idiot, man. An eight year old, <laughs> you can walk around and speak. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah, but an eight year old, I feel like, is ha, has enough agency to walk around and speak and like go grocery shopping. But also, like, I feel like an 11 or 12 year old would know that you can't just take care of a fucking monkey, right? Okay, well, let's, here, here's a question. Yeah, you might be right. The okay, actress. Her, okay, hold on. Before you look anything up, okay. let's, let's, let's use context clues here. Uh, she tells her friend, her best friend, that she has a secret. Her best friend then tells everyone that, you know, she has a secret, and everyone walks up to her. And is like, what's the news? She says, oh, I told you it was a secret. Like, I can't tell everyone. And then her best friend is like, okay, everyone move away. Like, go away. And she wants to hear the secret. And the main character's like, well, I can't tell you the secret now because I can't trust you. And then the friend goes, well, we're not friends anymore and walks away. What great, <laughs> yeah, what great, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. What great the, the, thing that happened in? I think third grade. That's I'd say like, that's, I'd say grade. third, fourth grade is a, is a fair assumption yeah. of, of and how you old. are about 11 in fourth grade, right? No, you're eight. <laughs> no. Let's say how many times were you hold, were you held back? If you're absolutely before. none. <laughs> Kindergarten six. I think kinder was it kindergarten five six and then yeah. one two, we'll settle we'll settle on seven. ten. So it's uh <laughs> it's seven it's seven eight for third grade. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe uh, math's not adding up. 
Yeah, anyway, so the film, okay, the yeah, film so... opens on on Venice Beach, and it's got Harvey Keitel as uh, what is it called? An organ grinder, right? An organ grinder, yeah. But, but also, let's like paint the scene here. This is like '94 Venice Beach, so you have like all the caricatures. The best part of Venice Beach in this opening shot is that there, you know, there's different crowds of people around, like buskers and people doing crazy tricks. But there is this one group of kids all dressed in like Rastafarian, like colored jerseys, and they're all rapping. I think they're probably about in second or third grade, and they're doing like a rap. It's just the worst cultural appropriation that like i've ever seen it's like i saw i saw that too like uh back back in 1994 like a huge like shocking entertainment draw was like well you would not believe what i saw when i saw when i visited los angeles there was white children rapping could you believe it it was I had to and take there was a, a crowd around them. There was a whole crowd <laughs> around them, like oh, as yeah. if, like you know, they were doing backflips or something. Yeah, but no, yeah. it's some bitch have ass. Not, have y'all been to Venice Beach, the Venice Beach Boardwalk? I no. have. Uh, you have, have you? Ian? Ian, have you? You said no, no. I've never. I've never been to LA. It's dude. It it is a wacky, wacky place. I mean, yeah. That well, that, that paints a pretty. That painted a pretty like a uh, suburb, like a watered down kind of version of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you got guys like cat calling girls, you know, and there's just a bunch of different shit kind of happening there. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it seems like a crazy place, you know, a lot of fun, but also kind of like a dark picture there, you know, especially when we, when the camera comes in on Harvey Keitel. And yeah, yeah you know, that part, the, yeah, the heart, that character is just a whole mess. And I, I, I really respected it watching it again 30 minutes ago. I just got done. So. Yeah. Let's, so, uh, yeah. let's talk about Harvey Keitel here. Well, so so Harvey Keitel, it cuts to Harvey Keitel, and he's doing an organ grinding. He has a crowd around him, and I guess this whole thing is that like he's tra- he's a but a street uh, performer who has a monkey that will come around collecting coins and shit. But then it's revealed that this monkey not only collects coins and money, but this monkey has been trained to steal like watches and shitty jewelry yeah. from people, <laughs> yeah. and this draws the attention of some mafioso characters. Who yeah. or just Harvey a mate. Or in oh, in the yeah. crowd, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like Skadoosh, yeah. They're like so <laughs> so stereotypical. One, one of their names is Drake. One yeah. of that guy's names is Drake, and they they catch on immediately. They're like, oh, what's the deal with this monkey? He's like, oh, let me let me see. And he pulls out, you know, a wad of bills and has a really nice like Rolex looking watch on. Hands hands in the money, and then the monkey steals the watch, and the guys are like, this is our monkey. We need this guy for our heist. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this monk, I had a whole dozen of my mother's homemade meatballs in my pocket. This monkey stole every single one of them. It's kind of hard <laughs> to tell the where they're from. For the job. They're like Algerian, but also Eastern European, but also mafia, like Italian mafia. It's like, it's, it's, a, an, it's, it's kind of mix, difficult. Yeah. But yeah, like what, what exactly, what, uh, what tribe they're coming from there. But and they get into a black limousine, which is like, you know, the ultimate bad guy thing. Right, yeah, and very, yeah. very discreet. Yeah, they were traveling around in a very discreet vehicle, yeah. you know what I mean? So anyway, you know, they go up to Harvey Keitel, and they're like, after, you know, while the show's still going on, and the guy's like, yo, you got a minute? Like, I want to talk to you. And he's like, I'm working here. And then you know, the guy's <laughs> like, oh, are you, are you too busy to earn $50,000? <laughs> 
And Harvey Keitel's like, show's over. And everyone's like pissed. Everyone's like, oh, man, come on. We want to see the monkey collect money. Yeah, and yeah as opposed to like, like, let's go look at the other monkey that's 30 feet away. I bet there's right. so many fucking monkeys on, on Venice Beach to look at, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, they bring Harvey Keitel over to uh, this black limousine. And, and the, they let him know. It's like, hey, you know, we got a big heist coming up. We want to hire you for this gig. Here's a little uh, down payment, you know, to show our loyalty and, you know, for you to come back to us. Well, the and, monkey uh, steals the down payment before the world. he can give it to him. What's that? The monkey steals the down payment before, you know. Yeah, yeah but it's kind of lighthearted, you know. They're like, oh, this monkey is actually good, you know. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the monkey payment. really, really showed showed its uh, abilities at that moment, too. Yeah. So, so the monkey uh, it goes in to steal from an apartment to show these mafia guys exactly how good he is. And I guess that's the introduction to this, to this little girl and the family. So the, yeah. the family status is it's a little girl and her mom and her mom is remarried. So she has a stepfather and a stepbrother who are, uh, or I guess a half brother and they all live in an, a, a nice apartment in LA. Um, <laughs> and uh, you set it up like the dad's allergic to animals. So she can't get a dog. She's a brat. She's a fucking brat. So the monkey goes to his house, steals this R- the room is a mess. from the mom, and leaves. And uh, and I guess they go back that night. They go back to Harvey Keitel's trailer, where Harvey <laughs> Keitel is like drinking himself blind, looking at a picture of like his family. Right? Isn't that what happened? He's playing and a monkey. And a, and a <laughs> See, Harvey note. Keitel really has monkey trouble here because this is where the this is where the <laughs> title really came into play for me it was the first time i was like wow this really is tough because his wife left him and his son moved away because of the monkey and he's <laughs> in the monkey and left him. Like, they moved because of you, they moved because of you. <laughs> and he's like he can't he can't he detach shoves the monkey's monkey. face in the divorce letter he's like read don't believe me read this letter <laughs> <laughs> and the monkey runs to his room and shuts the door. <laughs> shuts the door. Yeah. It's, the tone changes like immediately in that scene yeah. where you go from like, oh, this is like a lighthearted comedy romp to realizing that Harvey Keitel's character is a man haunted by like his <laughs> poor decisions and substance abuse problems. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got monkey trouble. Because he <laughs> his, he blames it on his on the monkey why his wife and son left him, but for some reason he we and we don't really know why it might be because this is his only income maybe he's not confident in his skills like in the workplace but like he can't detach himself from this monkey like he would rather have his wife his wife basically it seems like his wife they seem like all right it's either us or the monkey and Harvey Keitel chose the monkey. Well, I guess I guess if we want to talk about why he can't find other gainful employment, this is another good point to bring up. That uh, I forget when they introduced this trait about him, but Harvey Keitel's character is a hobbled man. He limps around <laughs> with a cane throughout yeah. the entire movie. It's amazing. So like, he was injured on a job site or something like that. He's like, I tried going straight, <laughs> and I broke my leg. There's honestly some scenes later in the movie where he's getting around way too quickly for a guy that has to carry a cane all the time, too. Yeah. The last 30 yeah. minutes of the movie, they're all running through that park back and forth the entire time. That's all yeah, that it is. Yeah, skateboarding and shit. So, <laughs> so the monkey, the next scene, the monkey, does the monkey run away that night? Oh, my God, that's right. The monkey writes a divorce letter <laughs> right. of its own. Yeah, which is just leave. like an abstract 
pen art kind of thing. Like, and he places it in an envelope folded up for Harvey Keitel to read the next morning. Harvey Keitel, upon the monkey leaving, the, the camera pans to Harvey Keitel, and he is asleep with a bottle in his mouth, like a bottle of like Hennessy or something, like just like in his mouth. <laughs> like, he fell asleep with like his tongue might even be sticking like through the little hole of the bottle. Like that's yeah, how he's like snoring into he's it, and making a noise. Yeah. So the monkey he's, he's runs away. The monkey runs away and finds the little girl that I guess it saw the little girl in the apartment beforehand, and this little girl. But and you can tell it's a mid nineties movie because this little girl is walking. <laughs> Through a city park by herself, um, <laughs> and that's when yeah. the monkey drops in, and uh, like they, I guess they they meet each other there, and the monkey starts like stealing jewelry. <laughs> it's like oh, this old elderly Jewish couple comes up, and they're like, "Is this your monkey?" And she's like, "Yes." What I know the, the guy's do? got like a yeah. The guy's got like a really nice like silk Gucci cravat like in his neck. <laughs> looks like Don Corleone. The the woman's got these like ridiculous pearl earrings. They're like, oh my god, I've never seen a monkey before. What's it do? You know what the monkey does? Steals your pearl earrings. That's what happens. Yeah. So, so so this introduces like the essentially what happens for the rest of the film. That we, we'll get into some memorable scenes here in a second. But essentially, this little girl tries to hide. The monkey from her parents for the rest of the movie and the, the entire time this monkey is still stealing shit from people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and the entire time harvey Keitel is trying to get the monkey back so that's like that's the three stuff the, the push and pull the conflict of the story if you, if you yeah will, and right? i guess and i guess we should go back and just describing like what we know of harvey Keitel at this point um he literally looks like a pirate that's yeah. like his, his look is he's got like the bandana on and Super he has greasy curly he wears, hair. He wears a jacket. And like, I think the term pirates of the Caribbean was said like six times in this movie. I heard that. So I heard that also. Yeah. 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 So yeah. like, you look like you could be in a pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> yeah. he's like, they're like, where'd you get this monkey? And it's like, Oh, my dad got it from pirates in the Caribbean. And the, and this is the Jewish couple. And they're like, Oh, there's still pirates in the Caribbean. <laughs> the more the little girl's like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, who's the director of that, of that series? Did they, they were they just sitting around baked watching Monkey Trouble? Like, I believe that's oh, a Jerry Bruckheimer. If Pirates I, of the Caribbean, that's yeah. a good yeah. idea. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's a yeah. That we should make that movie. Yeah, you know, like, make it the prequel to Monkey Trouble. <laughs> the monkey's on board with jack sparrow or whatever yeah, so yeah it, it what it what it turned into was uh the story of jack sparrow but it was actually supposed to be the original storyline of this monkey, <laughs> the monkey which is named dodger which is the most yeah. stupid so the, the stodgy's name this monkey's named dodger because it like steals her hat which has dodgers on it and this yeah. monkey or this movie couldn't Get clearly couldn't get like licensing rights to show the Dodgers logo because yeah. the hat that she's wearing is just a pink hat that says Dodgers on it. That's Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty cool hat. I, I do like the hat. It's come back in style for these days. But it has. No, it I'm really not. Has. I'm not sure which name is worse because Harvey Keitel named the monkey Fingers, Fingers. and she named the monkey uh, Dodger. So it's kind of. Uh, well, you know, yeah, appropriate yeah. names for the monkey because this this monkey dodges trouble, you know. But he also <laughs> he's got sticky fingers. You know, he's picking no. up everything he sees. So he dodges trouble. I never yeah. even thought of that. Well, you know, 
that's that's the art of the movie right the interpretation yeah. it's your interpretation that's my okay. interpretation. subjective interpretation oh yeah so, so she brings this monkey home right but her dad who i think is uh who's the dad in this he played Shooter chris McGavin. mcdonald chris yeah, McDonald. Shooter McGavin. Um, yeah yeah Shooter. Uh, the classic just like douchebag like preppy guy he's like a like, police lieutenant stepdad he seems to care but he has like a serious pet allergy <laughs> yeah. he is like he's like seriously ill when this monkey enters the house unknowingly uh because he is sneezing like crazy his eyes are always looking like he just smoked a blunt uh it's <laughs> it's t- it's tough for chris mcdonald yeah but yeah so yeah she she brings the monkey into the house and she's just trying her best to hide him and uh you know her parents are getting a little suspicious like what's going on she starts showing more responsibility we're really watching the blossoming of this of this young girl start to take responsibility right yeah she starts cleaning up her room i mean her room was a fucking mess at the beginning and then all of a sudden like she gets the monkey and it's like it's like military grade you know what i mean everything yeah. in order yeah so so because of this there there's a scene that's sort of a catalyst for this to happen which i feel like we have to talk about where there's a scene where a monkey the monkey just takes a piss on the floor <laughs> And then falls it up. There's a scene in this movie that we have to talk about where a monkey shits in a sink. And that's... They don't so much show the shit, though, because it's PG. If it was like yeah, PG-13, yeah. they would have shown the shit. But you just... They just showed the, the turds coming out of the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she, she actually just feeds this monkey like a pork chop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a, or a giant why is it, Yeah, why is it this monkey eating this pork chop? Well, when, when the monkey pees on the floor, she's like, oh my God, I have to clean this up. And you can tell that this little girl has never cleaned up pee before because she starts, she grabs some uh, toilet paper to clean it up and she's wiping it and then flips it over so that her hand is now on the wet side and she's wiping now the, the floor with the dry side. Her hand is soaked in piss and then they <laughs> still, still pee on the ground and she takes the whole roll of toilet paper or uh, yeah, of toilet paper and just rolls it over the wet stuff. And she's like, this is disgusting. It's like, yeah, you just she hasn't learned the fold over yet. Yeah, so she is uh, learning responsibility, you know. And again, let's go back to the point here that she's not allowed to really get a dog. One because of her stepdad's pet allergy. Two because she's really irresponsible. So we're watching <laughs> growth. We're watching growth happen here. Yeah, and so the rest of the movie, she concocts a way to like carry the uh, Dodger around, which is just to put a a diaper on it and carry around in her backpack. Like this kid has to smell awful. Like when <laughs> when <laughs> like awful. everyone, every adult who interacted with her failed as a guardian to not immediately call in a welfare check. Like she smelled like literal monkey shit walking into class. You know, it had like, to be yeah. yeah. It just just smelling like a fucking zoo, and no, you know, her teachers failed her by not calling a welfare check on this child. If one of your students are showing up to school with tiny bite marks everywhere and smelling like the ass of a circus animal, it is your duty as a public steward to call child welfare services, even if you know <laughs> yeah. the parents a cop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he really doesn't do a great job of being a police sergeant. Shooter McGavin, the stepdad. Yeah, he's not too he's not too like keen on like what's going on here. You know, there is a monkey living in their house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and did anyone there. else think the dynamic was just weird between the stepdad and the actual dad? Because the actual dad is in the movie too. 
Yeah, I was wondering if that, they were trying to make that like one of those mid '90s films things where you know they're just saying like, "Oh, look, this is a modern family. It's okay to have step parents." You know, like it it happens. They seem to love each other. They were all good, and they seem to get along. Yeah. yeah, the family dynamic is good, and it's just the family dynamic is so good. I know we're going to get into Harvey Cattell later, um, but like both <laughs> parents care. You know, there's you know you have the stepdad and the dad relationship is good. You know, she starts to like really like her stepbrother more and more. Uh, but Harvey Keitel's character is just like so, just a terrible <laughs> example for children. Like, why he was inserted as a gypsy, <laughs> and a hobbled gypsy. I and it's very right. obvious. He says that he's a poor gypsy in this movie. It's like, yeah. the, what, what was the choice here? He could have just been a guy, you know, but he has to have this like weird accent that like doesn't always hold up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to greasy hair, greasy stringy hair. Greasy so, stringy hair. For anyone who hasn't seen the movie and wants to, it's it, you visualize a very stringy. He's got like at least four gold teeth too, right? He has more, oh, the entire like top row of his teeth are gold teeth. <laughs> he's got more. He has a grill. Yeah, a grill. Like his wife had a lot of work done on his mouth. And, See, uh, he looks more like somebody that you'd find in in South. California, Southern California in Venice Beach than the mafia <laughs> guys do that find him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And why the mafia guys are trying to scope out and act on Venice as like, you know, the catalyst to their next heist. That's something we don't really get into, but these are clearly this no, mafia thing is too, you know. t- too much to get into. We could do, we could do out. <laughs> I could do hours on this movie because I just watched it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's a lot left unexplained, you know, well, but, sure. uh, it's a, it's a, they, they nailed the 90 minutes. It, what is it? 134 or 135? Like it's almost yeah. exactly 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which is what they determined the attention span to be for kids at movies and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, her parents start to see her become more responsible and they're like totally psyched about it. Meanwhile, she's just like trying to hide this monkey and yeah, just like she even at one point, uh, and, and they don't really talk about how far away this is. Um, but her dad, who is a who is a commercial pilot, um, she he's like away for work on a on a weekend that she's supposed to visit, and uh, he tells her, and he's like, oh, like let me leave a message for your mom. Uh, leaves a message on the answering machine. She deletes the message, tells her mom that her dad's in town, and then she hitches a ride with her friend's family, and they, where is it? It's like somewhere. It's, it's like it's it in like the city. It's 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 in the city. But I think you bring up a good a good point is that this monkey is a bad influence on her. It's a she's yeah. she's sneaking around. She's lying. Uh, she's lying. Uh, there's yeah. It's uh, a <laughs> she like breaks into her dad's house using using this monkey to yeah. to live there. And I guess and then and that's where she like uh, conditions it to not steal anymore. Right. Right, yeah. because she, she gets, or he gets her in a lot of trouble. And a lot, yeah, a lot of monkey trouble. Yeah. trouble. Monkey and trouble. now yeah. she's in monkey trouble. And now she's Harvey in monkey eat. trouble. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, you know, we should, we should also mention that the mafia is really hot on Harvey Keitel's tail because, you know, the whole, the whole thing of their heist was to have this monkey, right? And, and the monkey is supposed to meet the mafia boss, right? Yeah. But the monkey's gone. Harvey Keitel is searching, you know, helplessly for him. This girl's trying to train it. Uh, a lot of monkey trouble going on, but let's get into the scene where there's serious trouble caused for, uh, and, and the As little girl is Eva or Eva. 
um, revelation. Yeah. It's a revelation in the movie. Yeah. Big moment. Is, you want to break it down, Ian? The supermarket? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the the the, uh, the the supermarket scene? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's that she's uh, shopping for uh, food to eat over the weekend while she's at her at her dad's house using money that she and the monkey had earned on Venice Beach. That's right. Uh, which which uh, which was a whole chase scene in of itself. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's a real uh, French connection style chase scene. Yeah. Uh, and and essentially she's walking through the store and this monkey, as monkeys are wont to do, start stealing food from the shelves. And the only responsible adult in the movie is like, what's in your backpack? She's <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> well, you what's know, in it your is backpack, little girl? It smells like awful. <laughs> Jewelry stealing monkey that's eating yeah. raw chicken. Yeah, it smells she's, like the inside of a dumpster. She's unaware that the monkey was yeah. right? Oh, yeah, the monkey was yeah, in the raw yeah. So this, this monkey gets her humiliated in public <laughs> yeah, in a, well, in a grocery store. So this scene happens, and, and the the clerk at the store, uh, who's like a young, like super good-looking like young woman, uh, calls her out for shoplifting. And she's like, all right, let me see what's in your bag. And the manager comes over and he's like, hey, we all make mistakes. You know, like if you just go back in the aisle and put everything back, you know, I'll forget the whole thing. This scene is actually shot pretty well because you really feel the pressure on this young girl because she has to make the decision to either reveal the monkey or, you know, accept her fate as a shoplifter and swallow her pride. But also when the camera zooms out, you see everyone in the store, everything stopped in the store and everyone's looking at her. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a nightmare for an eight-year-old you know yeah. like also I, also i want to say that the the store manager who is very warm and is gentle is like you just got to put it back everything's going to be okay you don't have to get in trouble about it he's mm-hmm. the only purely oh. good character in this film right yeah the character you can like yeah at. And it comes on the it comes on the heels of a of a cashier being like a fucking you know eagle yeah. eye you know she's she's not even checking around she like grabs her and is like i think this i think this young girl's shoplifting as if it's backpack. Like her well, and store. guess what and it, she was right and she was right <laughs> and the manager is just like just put everything back we all make mistakes yeah we all yeah. make mistakes instead of like maybe offering to like buy her groceries because maybe she's like an orphan's young woman you know it's like i i yeah. really feel like we're getting away I really feel like we're getting away from the crux of this movie here. Is that not that like she had stolen groceries in her backpack, but in my eye, she had a stolen fucking monkey in she her backpack. Stolen monkey, yeah. Yeah, it's not her right? monkey. She's she's hanging around. And at this point, she is aware. Jewelry. There's still jo- stolen jewelry in that backpack too. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's aware whose monkey it is as well. You know, because yeah. there's a whole chase scene that ensues. Yeah. And, chase, uh, yeah. Well. You know what? Actually, I'm sorry. During that chase scene in Venice Beach, after you know they earned some money together, uh, the girl Eva is uh, unaware that the monkey is being chased by Harvey Keitel. She thinks the monkey is in the back the whole time, but the monkey jumps out. There's a whole chase scene between the monkey and Harvey Keitel happening parallel to her, just on the bike path. La di da di da. Yeah. And the monkey yeah. jumps back into the bag, and you know basically nothing happened for this girl, but you know, well, he, everything. No, well, there is, there's a, there's a scene where the monkey allegedly hangs on to a kite and someone flies the kite. Oh my monkey. God. I completely forgot about that. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the chase scene, right? 
<laughs> it's on the yeah it's during the chase scene the monkey yeah. runs out and hides under a kite and they the kite takes off and he's fucking like hanging on like and it's clearly a doll like it doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. and harvey <laughs> Cattell runs over to the person operating the kite, like give me those give me those yeah he tries to operate the kite himself as if he knows what he's doing <laughs> all right I, he like falls down in the sand <laughs> before we move on i really want to get to the last like 10 minutes of this movie which is where for me the last 10 minutes of the movie is when this movie went from like i don't really like the way that these characters are portrayed i don't necessarily think this is the story that i would have written for this movie to oh, really? it shift from being like that from just being disappointed the last 10 minutes to me were problematic i thought <laughs> and that's when that's when i got upset and my mind started racing and i got really worked up about it because I want, okay. I want to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear Ian's problematic. So yeah. the, the last 10 minutes, uh, right, he gets the monkey back. And there's a showdown in the park, essentially, between Harvey Keitel this fa and this, the monkey and this family, right? So yeah. keep in mind, legally, this is Harvey <laughs> Keitel's monkey. Yes. there's nothing happens in the movie where he like sells it and then he has buyers or, or sellers or more something like that like this is an, an always has been his monkey we can't forget that well it's okay. like technically his sons but it's you know harvey yeah. Keitel's. yeah, yeah. so could take the monkey and the family so the monkey and the dad and the mom all arrive at the park and they're looking around they're like Emma! So Emma's getting a talking to by Harvey Cattell is like, my monkey don't steal no more. What are you doing, my monkey? <laughs> Meanwhile, and the monkey's not there, though, right? The monkey the is not there. The monkey with the family there with the police detective and father and stepfather and, and the mom. Shooter McGavin, yeah. And in this process, the monkey steals the gun from the cop, and you hear a gunshot ring out, and it cuts to a scene. And this monkey has shot at Harvey Keitel, who is cowering behind a tree. Now, earlier, I wrote down notes. I remember watching the scene with Katie, and I was like, oh, my God, it happened. Because earlier in the movie, I wrote <laughs> – I actually wrote this note down. Or i got to find it. Uh, it's uh, This entire movie, I legitimately thought the monkey was going to steal someone's gun. And I wasn't sure how it was going to resolve itself, but I wanted to see it. <laughs> and then when it actually happened, I was really upset. <laughs> so <laughs> – Go they, ahead, get yeah. to, they get to the scene, and this monkey is shooting at Harvey Keitel in the park. And there the are police that. officers watching this happen. Now, <laughs> yes. this is 1994. Monkey, we haven't even described the, the optics of the monkey. It's a capuchin. It's a little... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, now, it's this small. is 1994, right? It's, uh, it, it's, in the LA, it's an L.A. police department detective. This is three no years... Three years after the Los Angeles Police Department almost beat Rodney King to death on film, right? And yep. here's a fucking complete, a wild animal with a gun pointed at a human being. It is their responsibility as, as law officers to light this fucking capuchin up and save this man. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead, Harvey Keitel gets arrested. They're like, you're under arrest for almost getting murdered by a chimp, you know? Because he, well, he fires, he fires another shot, and it ricochets off the tree, right? Off the tree, yeah. The tree. He just yeah. doesn't shoot at him once; he shoots at him twice. It's like bang, and then they see it. They're like, "Oh my god, 
<laughs> we found our child. <laughs> like they're totally concerned about the wrong thing. There's a monkey. monkey also, <laughs> this monkey has the gun and it's like shooting. He, by the way, the monkey doesn't steal anymore, but the monkey makes a moral choice to steal the gun from the police lieutenant to go find and save Eva from his former owner. That's, that's uh, true. I didn't think about that shoots, after he shot stealing. At Harvey Keitel, uh, ricochets off the tree. And then the monkey has the gun, and the barrel gets pointed up to the, mo- <laughs> under the monkey. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And the monkey, with his eyes, looks down the barrel of the gun with his finger on the trigger, and everyone freaks out. It's, and it's, I'm freaking out at that point. Is the monkey like, I've caused too much trouble in this world. I love these two people. Look what's happened. We're in a shootout in an L.A. park, a little girl and a poor gypsy. I'm just going to end it right here. I'm the cause of all this. <laughs> that is the darkest, the darkest scene or like screen grab of the entire movie is the poor <laughs> monkey has this super thick little pistol pointed straight into his mouth and is looking down at Looking down the barrel. That and monkey has seen more than any go. of us have seen. I mean, that is So, so the resolution of this is that the monkey, is that Harvey Keitel gets arrested by the police officers of the scene. He gets put in his squad car for God knows what. He gets like, <laughs> caught with the stolen jewelry or some bullshit. I don't know. So they go back. Eva is there with the monkey to her parents. She's like, Mom, can we keep the monkey? And her parents, who just watched a monkey, this monkey, steal and discharge this firearm, are like, yes, you can bring this wild monkey with a history of violence that we don't know to our apartment with a toddler. Yeah. They have a toddler. Yeah, you've you know you've gotten pretty responsible. Yeah, we we'll let you keep the monkey now. It's like you're showing <laughs> yeah. you're pretty responsible. Yeah. It's like this monkey is wily. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this monkey just shot a gun at a human being. I mean, that's the most yeah. irresponsible thing that you could have done with this monkey. Is if this monkey shot a human being, he's like that was very irresponsible of you, Eva. You know, and then yeah, but- to cap it all off, there's okay. So I thought this movie was gonna end where because the kid, his kid, Haruka tells kid shows back up and he's like, hey, that's my monkey. And she's like, he likes being with me. And he brings up a valid point. He's like, I don't care. It's my monkey. <laughs> my monkey. Yeah. It's like, finally, some, some rational thought here. I just want to say, before we leave the gun scene, because uh, we're moving on from that, the gun scene brought up something uh, from earlier in the movie. This is the second scene where a gun is referenced, okay? Because I don't know if you guys remember earlier in the movie, you know, she really does not like her stepbrother, Eva, right? Her stepbrother is like learning how to talk. She's at that, he's at that age where like, you know, he's getting so much attention. And uh, her, her name, the kid's name is Jack. And, you know, the mom comes in to wish her good night. And, uh, and, you know, she's like, I just like really hate Jack, you know, like you give him so much attention. And the mom's like, oh, well, you know, here, I have a good idea. How about I just like leave him, you know, go out in the middle of the street with him, just leave him there, pack his bag and just, you know, hope that someone hope that he takes care of himself or someone picks him up and takes care of him and then everything will be okay. And then Eva looks at her mom and she's like, oh, come on, mom. And, you know, thinking like, oh, mom, you're being dramatic. Instead, she says, oh, come on, mom, just shoot him. Yes, she did. <laughs> it's kind of blatant. About the toddler. And there's nothing, there's nothing says like, did you just say commit gun violence on my <laughs> newborn child? Is that, is that what you were? This, you know? She's going to train. If I was her parents, I would have been like, oh my God, she has trained this capuchin monkey to kill our son. Like to shoot <laughs> yeah, our exactly. son. And it's starting with this, with this, 
poor Roma man hiding behind a tree in a park. He's infiltrated a police lieutenant's home to attack (laughs) his child, his son. And he knew not to steal from him. Remember? Shakespearean. Yeah, so this movie ends with, like, the the classic thing of, like, well, let's let the monkey decide who it has to be with. And uh, so Eva sets the leash down, and she's like, come on, Dodger, come on. And then the other kid sets down, and he he has something in his hand. And for a a split moment, I legitimately thought that this, like, and it's this kid, he's, like, an inner-city, like, cholo kid. Like, he's got fucking shorts down to his ankles, that sort of look. I thought he was going to bend down. I also was going to bend down and like have cigarettes in his hand. And that would be like, come on, monkey, you want to come smoke some cigarettes with me? It was a lizard. And remember, this monkey loves lizards. So monkey goes to the lizard to eat it. And he's with the kid. And you're like, resolved. This movie is resolved. This monkey is with this (laughs) lonely inner city youth who just wants his pet monkey back. Yeah, and who also just watched his dad uh, get arrested. Get arrested, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, and this girl who definitely didn't have enough responsibility to take care of a monkey is not going to get the monkey. And I'm like, movie resolved. Nope, fucking opposite happens. <laughs> the monkey runs away back to, and they have that whole thing where it's like the monkey runs in her arm and she like twirls the part. Like, and yeah, the classic 90s like score family movie music in the background. Like, yeah. oh, like, everything's resolved. This is a great moment. And you know, I, I feel for the kid too, you know, because this kid has just watched everything get taken from him. Meanwhile, this girl does not need a monkey. You know, she has a good family. You know, they live in a good house. He lives in like a really rundown project with his mom, who I think is, you know, verbally abusive. And he just watched his dad get arrested and his pet monkey uh, run away from him. And the kid is stuck in L.A. alone. Well, he's yeah. got monkey trouble as well. They all yeah, he's got monkey yeah, trouble. Yeah, he's got monkey trouble. Yeah, I, I, I think that was like, God, that was really the, the crest of my whole problem with the film. Because I was actually thinking about that, you know, if this film was made now, I don't think the protagonist would be the daughter. I think the protagonist would be sort of like, Harvey Keitel is this haunted, haunted man right. who's like struggling with substance abuse, and he's like just trying to win his family back. He's like, "I'll make a big enough score to get my son through college. I promise you that." And it would be like Matthew McConaughey portraying him in a film, but he'd be like this rough, dark character that was like, "Wow, this character, this dad is willing to go through some monkey trouble to to." Yeah. to and he's up against that. he's up against the system here, you know, with a, a white family that has it all, you know, and he's battling them for, you know, his last little he's holding on to the threads of his existence and he's up against this family that the system has given everything to. And yeah. Least, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 He is like, and the it's popper, like, like the Robin Hood. Yeah, and this shitty character exactly. just keeps <laughs> getting rewarded for her shitty behavior the entire fucking movie, right? Lies yeah. to everybody, her best friend, her family. T- tells her mom to kill her brother or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brings, yeah. Brings a pet into the home of her stepdad who is seriously allergic. Like, it's not <laughs> just like, you know, bothered eyes. Like, this guy is suffering at home. And he's, she's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, w- I want a pet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So do we want to move on to, so that's, that's the rundown of this movie. Do we want to run down, run, give a rundown of sort of like the casting, uh, the, 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 um, how this movie was made, 
so uh, this movie came out on uh, March 18th, 1984. It premiered at three, number three, 94. box office. 1994, yeah. So March 18th, 1994, it, it uh, came in third in the box office sales behind uh, number one that week was Naked Gun 33 and a half with Leslie Nielsen. The, uh, yeah. the worst of the Naked Gun movies, but uh, a little on. past. Schiller's List was number two. Whoa. Still so where did you get this? I, I, saw, I saw Schindler's List was uh, week, what was it, week 14, uh, and it had, it had opened at four in the box office for this week. Okay, so this is from, I have the link here. It's boxofficemojo.com, so oh, okay. pretty reputable if you ask me. <laughs> um, but something else, it, th- this might just be um, American as well. I don't think this is international. Okay. I think it's just American. Um, in the, yeah, the piano. I'm seeing that. So number seven this week is the movie The Piano. Have y'all seen The Piano? I have not. It's a masterpiece. This movie is quite That's possibly Harvey Keitel, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's an Academy Award-winning film. It was number seven that week in American theaters, and it's 19th week in in, in theaters, starring Anna Paquin, who won an Academy Award for her for acting. Holly Hunter, Samuel, wow. and fucking Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the best role in his entire career. Like, it must have been so surreal for Harvey Keitel to be on the red carpet for Monkey Trouble and, like, look across the street and it's like, still playing the piano. <laughs> so what else is in theaters at this time, too? You know, it's like, we have Mrs. Doubtfire, which is a good one. Ace, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. That's the first oh, wow. Ace Ventura. Yeah. Starring a different uh, capuchin monkey. This one starred Binks the capuchin. Uh, oh dang okay and mrs doubtfire wow yeah so uh, so the the capuchin monkey in uh monkey trouble the it, it was billed as a monkey called finster but yeah. you got top uh, billing it, by the way top you didn't get top billing <laughs> you didn't get top billing <laughs> that was very funny it was like at the the credits roll it's like for ava and i think the director named the little girl and did it for is after his daughter so this is so this is actually interesting. So yeah, Franco. I think it's what is it? Yeah, Franco Amuri. He's an Italian American director. Uh, mostly, he's done Italian movies. He did this. He was inspired. So I, I was thinking, like, how does this movie even get made? You know, are they just like, all right, we need like a good, you know, a monkey in a movie that's like family. You know, we have a heroine, young young woman as the uh, you know as the hero of the story. Um, but actually, Franco Amuri was inspired uh, by his daughter's constant pleading for a pet. Uh, and his daughter is actually the daughter of Susan Sarandon. So him and Susan Sarandon had this daughter, Ava, and uh, the mom in the movie and the stepdad are supposed to represent, are based off of Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Wow. So I knew that, but I didn't know that it's like actually based off the daughter. Their, their, their daughter. Yeah. That's fucking awful. That's <laughs> I feel like you can do a much better movie. God, so yeah. Hard yeah. To- <laughs> And Harvey Keitel reputedly, uh, you know, did this for his daughter as well because he had been doing a bunch of grown-up movies, and yeah. he wanted to be in the movie for his daughter. Um, so he chose yeah. to be the bad guy, the gypsy, <laughs> the, yeah, the scary, right, yeah, the scary man wearing terrible. a lot of bangles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, terrible, just a terrible character for children to see. Because Jay, why, why don't you, you know, you saw this movie in real time when it came out, right? I mean, like when you were younger, and you said. You didn't realize at the time. 
Yeah, well, no, legitimately, as a kid, you're watching it and you are very creeped out, but also very scared of this person, even though it's a very lighthearted kind of like kids comedy movie. But then watching it again this time, it's like, yeah, the the greasiness is a little over the top. And he actually <laughs> and he actually breaks and enters into a home. He he goes into the room, he opens the door and just walks into the house of the, of the original dad. And then he kind of, he assaults the child at the end. He grabs her by the arm. Yeah. I remember it was like, in the mean, park. Yeah. In the yeah. park, in the middle <laughs> of the park. So well, I think at that part, he's hit rock bottom, right? Yeah. He's lost <laughs> his monkey. Yeah. Is the girl had detached his home from his truck. So he drives, he carries his home around in a trailer behind his truck and this girl tampered with his property. So when he's driving downhill, his home <laughs> The trailer that this man lives in, <laughs> with all the, the the few material possessions he has left in life, you watch it goes flying downhill past him and into a park where it and could have killed many do? people. Well, yeah. What, what does the girl do with the monkey in the backseat of the taxi that they're in pursuit of? She turns laughs. around and laughs hysterically. <laughs> Laughs hysterically at the destruction that she's caused. Meanwhile, yeah. a taxi driver is just driving like a madman away from this crime, you know, crime scene. It's, yeah, exactly. Like a 10 year old girl, eight year old girl in the back seat. Yeah, she's like, drive faster. And he's like, it's going to cost you more money. And she hands him a $5 bill. She's like, here you go. Yeah, this much? Yeah. 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 So another interesting tidbit about this is that Ridley Scott was actually originally tapped to direct this movie. Just fucking crazy, right? Like, and yeah. this is how many years after Alien, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what? And, you know, Franco Amiri, I was looking at his filmography and uh, it's really nothing of note. There's a few Italian films in there and I think like one or two American films, but nothing that I'd ever heard of. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't figure out. His best rated film, actually. I can't really put my finger on it, but I wonder why he wasn't able to find work after this movie, you know? Like, what could it have been? What, what, could, it have been? what could it have been? So, interestingly enough, uh, Roger Ebert gave this a three out of four stars. Um, I, there's some good movies that he's given three out of four stars to. In the past. Did you read his review on this, on this fucking movie? Oh, yeah. And, you know, while we're on the topic of Kaitel, I just want to read the last paragraph of Ebert's review, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah please. Okay. So, Roger Ebert like, likes this movie. He calls it a splendid family movie. It's fun, adventurous. Loves the fact that there's a young girl uh, who's the heroine here, and she's not, she's like a tomboy. Um, but this last paragraph is kind of, kind of gets to the point of our whole issue with Harvey Kaitel here. He says, uh, quote, I wonder, though, why the filmmakers found it necessary to identify the Kaitel character as a gypsy, thus reinforcing all kinds of negative stereotypes. <laughs> he could have had a non-specific background, and the movie would have worked just as well without giving its young audiences a lesson in prejudice. <laughs> I, did, I didn't see that. I didn't see that part. <laughs> it's the last line in the review. That's the fact that I like, could even reviewed this movie is kind of shocking, too. I, did, <laughs> I like the beginning. Here's the beginning of his review. This is what, what, it's the line that got me. Um, it's no mistake that the credits of Monkey Trouble gives uh, top billing to the monkey <laughs> named Finster. He, he steals the show with a fetching performance that goes beyond training and to acting itself. <laughs> and the show was quirky, bright, PG-rated adventure that's as interesting as Free Willy. Better, maybe, since monkeys are a lot more charismatic than whales. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I, alright. What a fucking idiot, right? Can we, can we just, uh, can we just agree right now that that's 
probably the worst sentence that Roger Ebert ever wrote. Like, I is it, a, is it a troll? Is he just trolling with the review? I don't know. Since I don't monkeys, know. I don't better know. maybe since monkeys are a lot more charismatic than whales. <laughs> he he actually goes into the acting of this monkey as if the monkey is aware of what he's doing for the camera. I was so it was kind of it, very, it was very animated. The monkey was very animated. Well, so so here's here's something else. Apparently, it was like four different monkeys that they used for this the filming of this movie. I like that the Humane Society, uh, the American Humane Society, was there on set for the filming of this movie. Four different monkeys played the part of Dodger. Each of them trained to perform different actions. In addition to the trained monkeys who worked in the film, puppets and fake monkeys supplied by the special effects and prop departments were utilized to enhance the illusion of the monkeys' on-screen behavior. And this is what we're talking about, like, when he's in the kite, when he's on the... Pretty much the entire chase scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you could, yeah, you could tell. Roger Ebert gives nine, like, pretty meaty paragraphs to this review, which is just... <laughs> it's just fun. You know, this... I mean, he watched this and reviewed it. It's, it's shocking. And yeah. three out of four stars. I mean, that's significant. I mean, and this, you know, the billing of three this in the box is pretty job. interesting. I mean, uh, Flora Birch, who plays Ava, was in Hocus Pocus. I mean, Hocus Pocus was a huge film. Oh, is she really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Big American child actress. Movie, right? I didn't really look at into what, what she did. At. What's her name? Flora uh, Birch? Flora Birch. Yeah. She's um, also the, the lead. Oh, she's in Ghost movie. World. That's a good movie. Oh, yeah, she's. She's the daughter in American Beauty. Get the yeah, fuck yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, Mimi yeah. Rogers, who, uh, you know, big name, not many big movies. Um, and then Chris McDonald, I mean, who is, you know, the Shooter 90s. McGavin. Yeah, he's yeah. like the 90s foil. Most well uh, known for, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yeah. Pieces of shit for breakfast? Yeah. That, that is his, that's got to be his top, top role, right? I want to say he was also in Flubber, right? He was most oh. certainly in Flubber, yes. Yeah. But you and can't put that ahead of Shooter. Yep. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But is it just Flubber? me because I'm a golfer? Or is it? No, Shooter. Shooter. Everyone knows Shooter McGavin. No, Shooter McGavin yeah. is probably his most famous role. I mean, when it come, when you look him up, it's uh, Happy Gilmore is the first movie that comes up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's his most prominent role, I think. You know, he's in American Pie, uh, definitely more, way more of a supporting role. Perfect Storm. I mean, he's been in some good movies. He's kind of like a journeyman, a Hollywood journeyman. Journey, that's uh, a good point. But he looks like shit now. Yeah, he he does. He he was always that. He's sixty five. I think it's okay. He, it's okay to look like shit. He's he's sixty five. Well, okay. What if he's his least uncomfortable roles for me was uh, he was in Requiem for a Dream. He plays the game show host or the, uh, what is it? It's not necessarily a game show, but the infomercial. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Beginning, it's just very creaky, uh, very, very creepy character. Um, plays yeah. well. He's kind of got that face, you know, that just fake, uh, trying to always sell you something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a mix between Jerry Jones and Donald Trump, like somewhere in between there. <laughs> oh, okay. right. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good, uh, yeah. It looks like in the past couple of years, he's just been doing a bunch of um, like TV bits here and there, some shitty horror, horror movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Some other reviews from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, it says the real, and the Chicago Tribune gave it a good uh, review as well. So the real credit should go to animal trainer Mark Harden, who has taught his student how to open doors, lift an earring, flush a toilet, and even portray what looks suspiciously, suspiciously like simian pouting. Um, <laughs> I told you he's charismatic. 
Yeah. And well, you know, um, in the uh, since this is the Ben Hogan experience, um, you know, the Austin Chronicle also reviewed this movie. Uh, they did. Yeah, that's what, gave it three and a half out of five. All right, okay. so that's so a pretty good. Out of ten, that's pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> Um, And I'll just read the last line here. This doesn't really sum up the review, but, uh, well, first line, what's Harvey Keitel doing in a family entertainment movie? Uh, Having a very good time, as it turns out. Uh, The improbable casting allows Keitel to show off a broad comic side previously obscured by his more dyspeptic personifications. Uh, Interesting. Uh, But here's the last line. Uh, There's a nice balance between the sense of threat invoked by rotten scoundrels and the learned moral values of responsibility and family unity. Monkey Trouble, though it may be too advanced for the youngest viewers, is a piece of family entertainment that kids and their parents will both be able to enjoy. Another, uh, you know, pretty, probably about 200, 250 word review from the Austin Chronicle. I mean, the, the so, building of this movie is, it's pretty wild. I mean, Flora Birch, Mimi Rogers, Chris McDonald, Harvey Keitel, that's, you know. I mean, it's, things. it's just, it's, it, it's, this movie got good reviews and I re- recognize a lot of it's, the reviewers, you know, saying like, it's a children's, it's a child's movie. Like it's, you know, it's fine. It's a child's movie. But here are other children's movies from 1994, from the same year, that I think way outclassed Monkey Trouble. D2, <laughs> Mighty Ducks. That's the, oh, that's the one where Mighty Ducks go international. Fucking right it does. Yeah, that was good. Little best. Giants. Little Giants, right? That's oh, God, that was so good. Yeah, The Page Master. Do you all like that movie? Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Dude, Page Master is pa- my all-time favorite. Thumbelina. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. in there. And just to round out a top five, there's way more. Uh, the Lion King was released in 1994. Wow. I can't believe D2 and Little Giants were from the same year. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. D2 is one of the better uh, child sports movies. Did y'all, yeah. have you seen Little Giants? Have y'all seen that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where he has the, he has the sticky shit on his hand, right? And he just catches yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, the Big Green's 95. I looked up Big Green. Big Green's yeah. also great. D- dude, they shot most of that in, like, Maine or in Pflugerville. Oh, sure. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Should, yeah. So let's let's finish up with audience reviews, and then we'll give our own little two-sentence reviews here. <laughs> this is from Rotten Tomatoes. Eric H., 2.5 stars. I'm not a big supporter of seeing monkeys as the star of films, <laughs> but this was a good one. All the little girl... <laughs> Wanted was a pet, and the writers crafted a cute, touching stories. Good performances all around. Uh, uh, that was from Eric H. This one's from Mickey M., which I think is, is this Mickey Mouse sort of panning a non-Disney movie? Yeah, panning a non-Disney movie. Yeah. yeah, two stars from Mickey M. Most of the adult cast is very underused in this film, which is, I think, a very fair a criticism. Yeah. There's also little development with the adult characters. The majority of the adults are just there to advance the plot. Now that I think about it, the human cast acted as if they didn't care about putting their best effort into the performances <laughs> and were only there to make a quick buck. Out of the entire cast, Finster stands out the most. <laughs> May we remind everyone and all our listeners, Finster is the monkey. Or the monkeys, as, a, as apparently it, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, and this, yeah. this last review from Rotten Tomatoes uh, from Keelan C. Give it one stars. And this is an all caps. My kids love this movie. Personally, it gives me really bad diarrhea, and diarrhea is misspelled. So, yeah. but like really bad, like more yeah. than diarrhea is typically misspelled. <laughs> 
that one's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap this up with our own like quick two sentence reviews. Chris, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, definitely not my favorite movie with uh, the word monkey in the title. Um, but I did think it was kind of, you know, just a kind of fun family film. Uh, Harvey Keitel's role, definitely problematic, does not age well. Um, you know, Quentin Tarantino once said in the 90s, you know, he was comparing Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro and saying Robert De Niro, you know, after the 80s really started to take on these safe roles, safer roles than he did in the 70s, you know, with his, his time with Martin Scorsese. Uh, but he complimented Harvey Keitel for always taking adventurous roles and always kind of going out of his comfort zone here. Uh, I think he did that here, and I, I think this was probably <laughs> the kind of movie that Quentin Tarantino was referring to. Um, a, a comic uh, villain um, starring in a kid's film and, you know, having to really, it's, it's him against the kid, and, you know, this kid is standing in the way of basically his last chance at a at any sort of life that's out outside of prison. Uh, so really, uh, any, any viewer is going to view this movie, try to view it through the lens of Kaitel's character. I think you'll get the most out of it that way. Um, but yeah, overall, two out of five stars. That's, 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 that's very good. Uh, Jay, what, what's your, uh, your two-sentence review? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on the, on the coattails of Chris there and just agree with him and say, you know, uh, Harvey Keitel's got the most dynamic character in the film. You know, there is great acting, though. There's not, it, the acting's not that bad. Eva's character is is charming, and you definitely get <laughs> invested in her character, but the Harvey Keitel saga throughout the entire film is dramatic and <laughs> sad at moments, very low. You almost yeah. feel bad for him at one point. And, and I felt bad for the entire movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Other than that, fuck, man, that monkey is cute. God, weren't those monkeys cute actors? Yeah, especially when he puts his mouth on the butt of a gun. <laughs> on the barrel of a gun, yeah. yeah. That, that, we have make... to find, we'll have to find a screen grab for that. I guess that screen grab, great, yeah. That's the thumbnail for this episode, everybody. Yeah, that'll be the thumbnail. Look for the thumbnail this episode, <laughs> and then you'll see what we're talking about. Um, All right. So, yeah, uh, you know, good stuff. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 2.5 out of 5 since I watched it as a kid. Okay. Uh, I'll just say this. If you want to watch a movie where the spoiled child of a police lieutenant steals a pet away from an impoverished inner city child, then this movie is for you. Um, for the rest of us, I would recommend that you just watch Free Willy instead. Uh, I give this movie one out of five bananas. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that'll be the there, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll, one, get, we'll start. One yeah. five. Come on. No, no, I'm sticking with my one. I'm sticking with you know what? I'll actually downgrade it. This is a half-eaten banana out of five bananas. Uh, and also bananas. five bananas equals one star, so it's a super low rating. You know, bananas <laughs> the spectrum. So good shit, well, man. Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. I think we found our what you, niche here. What do y'all what do y'all want? What do y'all want to do next? Let's let everybody know. Dunstan I think it's I think it's MVP. Chris's turn to pick. So we'll let we'll let Chris pick and uh don't don't if you have one on your mind, don't say it right now, Chris. We'll uh, we'll wait for the, the audience to to see it for the next episode. All right. Uh, right. And we'll, and we'll watch we'll watch that instead. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Okay. Cool. Great. Well, uh again, this our this our series of monkey movies. That was uh, Monkey Trouble. Uh, I'm fucking upset about it again. Great. I'm, my heart's pounding right now.
All right. Well, <laughs> good hanging out, guys. Hey, yeah. you know, I appreciate you guys watching it. Neither one of y'all had seen it up until a couple of days ago. So yeah, this did come off of Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week with another monkey movie. We know there are plenty, so uh, we we got we got a good series going here. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we we got some monkey movie going. Uh, you, you can find us on all the the usuals, Spotify. I think we're on uh, Stitcher. Possibly find us on um, Google Podcasts. Uh, however, you want to find our pod, however you listen to your podcast, we're probably on there. Uh, all right, see you all next week. All right, later, guys. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>